your girl Nina Montañez. Hey yo, what it do with your boy Rue and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Hey. What's going on everybody? Happy Easter Sunday. Happy Oh, Easter, Easter Sunday. Sunday. You know, um, the Lord has risen. We'll talk about that during I Bendito. I literally can't. But um welcome back everybody. This is episode number 5. This can't be episode number 5. This is episode number 4. Four. Yeah, this is episode number four wow, of trash. season Guys, four. Guys, it's, it's, it's been a long, March was a long month for oh, us. Oh, the Lord knows. I went to a whole other dimension and came back a dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, <dead laughs> Same Let's get right into it, into our first section, which is El Chisme, the part of the show where we let you know what had us fucked up, jodio, and everything in between from positive to negative. You want to start us off, sis? Also, if I sound super wheezy, it's allergy season and it's fucking me up. Yo, man, sounds like he's dying. Right, I'm like, <sighs> he's like trying to breathe and shit. <laughs> and I have this cough that pollen is just like it's fucking me up. It, it's bad. It's bad. Ugh, that's, ugh, that sounds awful. Um, <laughs> as for el chisme, mm. I'm gonna start off. All right, go ahead, you got it. Yo, so let me just say this: a couple months back, I told y'all a story about. A ex coworker oh. who there was an issue with, right? <laughs> so this this has yeah, now came is. back, and I wasn't gonna speak on it. I wasn't gonna speak on it, you know. But since this other person feels so free to speak on Twitter, um, so I'm just gonna bring it up. I'm not saying no names. I'm not saying which job because y'all know I have many. But those who know know. Um, mm-hmm. This person is now trying to say that I was basically allegedly insinuating that her and another person hook up. Now, when I drink, if you've ever drank with me, I'm a wild card. I like to have fun. Mm -hmm. I also feel like everybody else is in the room is a pretty much wild card when you drink because you got that liquor confidence, you know? know. We're all having a good time. And plus, I don't filter myself around anyone unless you give me a warning ahead of time. So then I know I cannot speak with you because I do not have a filter. I say what is on my mind. If I find it funny, if you have, if you're offended by it, then you let me know. And if you're not, then I'm going to keep pushing. Mm. So how you come in four months later talking about, oh, you know, what I said was very offensive and you felt like I was, you know, insinuating that you hook up. Uh, again, this is all allegedly insinuating that you hook up with another coworker. Da, 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 and I was like, but was it not a joke? One was two. The comment that was said, I apologize for. So if you're listening, because I know you are, because I see you on my live all the time. That's some hating ass shit. Um, mm-hmm. If you're listening, mm-hmm. I it's just want to this, apologize y'all. for the comments. But the fact that you're trying to bring it up and take money off my table because you feel like it was unprofessional when this happened off, off the job the, off the at a way. From the job party. Listen, I am not. I. I. So here's the thing. I get it. You know, when you're you're having a good time, you're drinking and and things like that. Um, I'm not. I don't condone your comment. Um, 
do I understand like maybe it could have went unsaid? Y- yes. Period. It 100% could Period. have went Absolute. unsaid. But the fact of the matter is it was said. It wasn't said maliciously. It wasn't said. It was right. like, oh, right. you know, whatever, what have you. I don't, again, I wasn't there. This is me going based off of what you're telling me. Um, but I understand. I do understand, you know, her maybe feeling uncomfortable at that time. As she should. And I'm, right? I'm here for it. And yeah, Call me you, out. You Call apologize for it. Um, however... Bring it. My my Too issue much, is bringing it into the workplace. There, but when, there was so much. This is a whole conversation that we had. You know, season season three, um, and you know there was a lot more that went in, it went into play with this with this individual in terms of in terms of like what it is that your um I completely lost my train of thought. In terms of like how big, how much bigger the the issue was, you know, right, I, I understand that there was supposed to be something about New York and yeah. and blasey blah. Yeah. So now I, f- there was a I lot of personally feel like night. I personally feel like that when you already had that conversation with her, that it should have been done, brought up then. It, it should have been brought up then and there. I Correct. feel like she let it fester and I don't know if she suffers from mental anything or Nor you know maybe I. she's in a dark place we Nor don't do know I. that um you know and I just I remember you addressing that conversation with her you had that conversation and you let her know you know this is what it was um in terms of you know what was what was said that night again referring back to you know um, possibly being a ride to New York and blah 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 but it was never confirmed there Correct. was never a follow up and I know you had that conversation um, I think that it sounds to me like she's still harboring onto those feelings Period. of like losing out on money because they had to but take money a bus was or offered whatever. in return money I was offering to pay for the trip I offered like you, you can't my thing is like there is no. I left no hole uncovered. Like, everything was very clear. Like, listen, I'm sorry. I apologize. Even though it's not my fault, I'm going to be very clear. It's not my fault because, like I said in the last, the last time we spoke about this, when you are a responsible adult and you are handling a situation regarding traveling mm-hmm. and somebody makes a plan with you while you're both drunk or high or whatever the situation, you don't just wake up the next day, make those plans, and not follow up before purchasing or unpurchasing any tickets. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like... That I still was offering to help you out. You know what I'm saying? And I apologize to you in person, as I should, as a man should. I did what I needed to do. We looked at each other and said, no, we're good. You know, she told me, you're good, you're good, you're good. Now you're still coming up with other things. And it's like, okay, so what? So when is it going to end? That's my thing. One. Two, this happens off the job, baby girl. <laughs> This Don't happened off the job. So you're bringing it into the workplace now. And it's just looking bad on you. I, I mean, I mean, I'm being very clear. I would never chill with a coworker. And because one of, you know, and there's been situations where a coworker may have said something that I felt uncomfortable with. I would never go to my boss and be like, hey, when we were chilling, this happened. And then this happened off the clock because the, my boss is going to look at me like, OK, and there's nothing I can do for you. This happened off of the clock. That's mm-hmm. what you're not getting right now. It just it, it's a really fucked up situation because it's like, OK, I get it. You know, you know, you're a feminist. I understand it. But you did not stick up for yourself at the time of because you did not feel uncomfortable. From what I'm hearing is that you had to speak to other people to prove that you felt uncomfortable. Mm. So it's like, don't come for me now, baby girl. Don't come for me now. Like, period. And that's where I'm going to leave that. Mm. 
But that shit had me fucked up because I ruined my whole workout last Friday when I got that phone call and I was like, well, what the fuck? I felt like I was about to get me too'd. I was like, what? I don't understand what the fuck's going on right now. Um, but that just gave me, let me know, you know, when it comes to your coworkers, I'm still willing to chill with my coworkers. I love all my coworkers. Well, and one job. And, um, I'm still willing to chill, but, you know, I do give I'm now giving warnings because I can't take it anymore because Mm -hmm. people think they can handle you at 100 Mm -hmm. when in reality they can only take you in doses. And Mm -hmm. you need to speak up and say that because if I don't like you, please. Yeah. Like if I don't (laughs) like you, I'm going to be like, yo, I I really just don't rock with you. Like I've been told that before. I really just don't rock with you. Like the way that you speak that. All right, cool. You don't need to be my friend. We don't need to be friends. We're cool. We can be coworkers. Mm -hmm. We can be professional coworkers. Now, don't tell me that. And then key key with me when we're drinking. Mm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because then we're right not, not teeter tottering on a fence. Because once not, I get drunk, I'm gonna come right back and be like, "Oh, but I thought you felt uncomfortable with Ooh, me." That part. Yep. And when I get that liquor confidence, bitch, and I'm working out, play me, because I'll, I'll I'll swing. <laughs> play with me. Play with me. What? Anyways, that had me fucked up. Regardless of what, not focusing no more on negative energy. That coworker. Um. Yeah. I mean, whatever came to her came to her, and that's on period. What about you? <laughs> I wow wow I can't stand you. Um, I definitely had myself fucked up this week. Um, I'm going to start another job. Uh, I will not disclose. Um, whatever. It's I literally was turning down other jobs, and I'm like, yo, I need to do something that's mindless that I'm gonna get something out of. Um, like me working at the gym, I get a free membership because of it. You know, uh, my next job, I'm gonna get a percentage off merch, like things that I enjoy doing. Um, because right now mentally, like I cannot go back into a, um, in the roles that I'm used to taking on in terms of being a supervisor, you know, being a director, being in charge of other people, running a program and stuff like that. Um, I think I burned myself out and I had to have that real conversation with myself. Like, yo, like, what is it that you want to do? Like, you can't. I never got unemployment. I applied, never got it. Fuck it's been three fuck months. You. Um, and fuck everyone who's collecting unemployment. And I spoke, I literally spoke to a representative. <laughs> I'm only mad because I went back to work and then right. these motherfuckers got another relief package. And I was like, oh, so I'm here getting yelled at for, by white people. Okay, for basically free. Okay, got you. Heard you. Continue. I can't stand you. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I, again, I didn't get unemployment for three months and I was, you know, banking on, you know, maybe being a little comfortable on that for a little bit, but the Lord had other plans. He was like, sis, this, this is not for you. This is not what I put you here for. It's not, this is not your ministry, sis. You need to get your ass back up and do something. Not on Easter doing. Sunday. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah. And then on top of, you know, I mean, I got myself fucked up because I realized that I got into a rhythm of the gym and, you know, uh, three days out of the week, I would go two times a day. I would go in the morning and then I would go in the afternoon. Yo, and let me night. tell y'all, my sis is looking like a snack. Snatched, if you ain't seen the bro. Instagram photos, that shit has me motivated. But I'm going to get there. Mm. I'm going to get there. You know what? Um, but yeah, so I realized that in taking another job, I'm like, fuck, I just cut into I just cut into my me time. I just cut into my gym time. Like, what what did I just fuck up? And I'm trying to make sure, like, you know, I'm still, because I have to work a certain amount of hours there because that's what I was hired for. And, and then still balancing, you know, working at the gym. But then there's some days that I have to close out the gym, which is at 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, fuck, there's a small window of time for me to be able to get 
to work out on those specific days when I'm, you know, doubling up on work or whatever. So I kind of, I overwhelmed myself. Um, like, you know, you have that right before you go back to work, you have that mini yeah. like anxiety attack, like where you're about to, fuck. where you know that you're about to lose your complete freedom and your complete might. Yeah. I went through the same thing. And I'm I just like, Oh shit. Thing. I'm like, damn, I was like, I, I had really had three months off from working from working full time type shit. Um, but I'm still, it's still a part-time <clears throat> job, but with both of my jobs combined, it's basically I'm working full time. Um, so I'm going to be seeing regular money again a bitch is finally gonna have some money not that i didn't i had some but i was being real frugal mm, with it. and she has <laughs> i was being real frugal with it so i was able to survive so pay all my bills and stuff like that but um yeah i had myself fucked up i was like i got i got too comfortable y'all i was i was too comfortable waking up whenever i please i still had like a set schedule for myself um like i would still wake up at like six you know lay in bed maybe read a book um get up make myself breakfast but i would literally jump right back into bed and go back to sleep wake Mm, up again and then go to the gym or something um but I also wasn't being as productive as I should have been with all the time that I had. Um, so I'm looking forward to definitely getting back on track um, with holding myself accountable in terms of, you know, how I carry myself professionally um, and motivate myself. Um, and yeah, that was that's my little cheese. Sulma didn't have me fucked up. So <sighs> interesting. Alrighty, so we'll close out this section and head over to our next section, which is Ay bendito. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. So this is Ay Bendito. Y'all already know the part of the show where we give you guys local media headlines, big headlines. We discuss and whatever. I'm going to start off with the COVID update. Um, right now, we have a total of 18,752 COVID cases in Lawrence with 30 new, I mean, 39 new cases in the last week alone with a total death count of 244. Mm. Um, none of those are new, at least in the last week. When were we at 144 around this, not around this time last year, but around the summer of last year, we were at 144 for a while, no? Um, what else? What else? You got something? Yeah, DMX overdose. Oh, yeah. Like, what y'all niggas want? Pray, earth, what y'all niggas want? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, DMX has had an issue. I literally was like, hold on, wait, first of all, we still doing hardcore drugs like that? I'm confused. <laughs> I, okay, I was going to pose that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I dead ass. Like, uh, that was the first thing. I was legit going to pose, like, are we still doing hardcore drugs? Because I thought we were good with just weed. Like, I thought I this really, is where I really we were. I really thought we, were, we capped it I thought, weed. You know, cocaine, like, once a year, like, you know. Sporadically. You know, every yeah, now and then. Like you, every two like, or three years. Mm. We're still doing hardcore drugs out here. Okay, word, word, word. No, that's literally, I literally, the moment that it came on my feed, the first thing I said was, yo, we still doing hardcore drugs? I was we like, We can't yo, lose DMX, though. No, we still, we need at least one more DMX album. At least one more. Because he only has, he has more mixtapes, I think, than actual album albums. Mm. And I have, um, I've always bought DMX's albums. That's the inner gangster in me. <laughs> 
and now I listen to Cardi. Yo, Ex- prayers up, prayers up, prayers up. Facts. BMX, speedy recovery. Um, He's in critical condition, I believe. Yeah. So okay, but the lawyer is what happened. Like me one fucked. outlet is saying, like, oh, he's he's off he's off of life no, support. No, so apparently and then the, they he's somebody told the lawyer that know. he was off of life support, so he released a statement, oh, and then he came back a few hours later and he was like. Oh, um, actually, they gave me the wrong information. He's not off of life support. I'm like, so you're a whole lawyer and you didn't fact checked? You didn't, it didn't, you didn't do it? It didn't occur to you to make sure that your client was okay? You didn't show up to see if the life support thing was still on? If he's off, (laughs) is he talking? Is he awake? (laughs) I can't. Um, For all of y'all on unemployment and uh, doing this unemployment fraud shit, they have started uh, auditing and catching some people. So they hopefully caught, I can get some money now. Fuck. They caught a Lawrence woman. Uh, she was arrested. T- this is <sighs> actually from justin.gov. A Lawrence woman was arrested today in connection with her alleged involvement in a scheme to fraudulently obtain COVID-19 related unemployment assistance. We're not going to say the name because it's none of our business. But I do want to say that if you do get caught, you can get serve up to 20 years in prison, hey, up to three years of supervised release and a fine of two hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars. So, yeah, is it really worth it? I say yes, because there's a possibility that I can't get caught. I'm just <laughs> That's so interesting that you can get 20 years for fraud. But, like, rapists are in for six months. Or you can kill a cop and then they'll just, you know. Or you can kill. I mean, you can kill you a can, black. You can kill uh, a black man in broad daylight. Right. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Your trial is still ongoing. Okay. Do you know anything about that? Have you been following that? I have not because I saw a couple of the, the witness testimonies and I was in tears and I was like, I can't watch this. I felt, uh, I saw, uh, actually, I heard on The Breakfast Club that the store clerk uh, regrets calling the cops. It's like you really needed to call the cops for a fake $20 bill. I mean, when I used to work in Starbucks in Times Square, I used to call the cops. But because they were acting crazy, like the homeless were just acting super insane. Like Mm -hmm. I've been threatened to get shot, that they were going to come back with more people. I was like, so then come back. So I even asked one guy in front of. So pull up. In front of a Karen. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to I'm going to shoot up the place. I'm like, so where's your gun? And she's like, don't ask him that. And I'm like, he don't got a gun. Where's your gun? Where's the gun? Then he's like, I'm going to go get it. I'm like, go go get it. Go get it. We're, we'll wait right here. We'll wait right here. Yeah, you got gully, bro. Yo, and she was like, don't, don't ask. I'm like, ma'am, he's homeless. He don't got no gun. What gun he got? He don't Matter of sh- fact, he don't even got bullets for the gun. He don't even shower today. Like, uh-huh. anyways. Um, Sharon Osbourne has left the talk with a fat check <laughs> with, with a fat check it's some bullshit with a fat check but speaking of Sharon Osbourne so it has resurfaced an old episode of the Osbournes I don't know if you ever watched it I definitely did Sharon you're fucking annoying um, it resurfaced that in the back I don't know what the trinkets are called it's but it is la, blackface la figura the, the figuras little, the, little, the little figurines mm-hmm. it is blackface mm-hmm. you know like the if you haven't looked it up um Look it up. It was definitely, I want to say, civil rights era that they came out when they were trying to like um, basically make cartoons out of black, black people. And they, you know, made enlarged lips um, and just this just this crazy ass, just racist ass um, figurine that the Osbournes actually had in their house and multiple of them. So Sharon really sitting there talking about educate me, sis. 
you been done. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> you knew. Don't Stop playing. Play. It's just a it's a new dawn. It's a new day, and you couldn't get away with it. So it's a new dawn. No one has to listen day. to your ass anymore. Thank you. Um, LeBron James is starring in Space Jam. This is off of that great the new juice. legacy, right? Is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be interesting. I saw the trailer. Oh, is it out already? The trailer's out. I saw it last night. All right, um, word. It, it looked it looked good. Um, the soundtrack's not going to be the same, obviously, because. Everybody get up. Space it's time space to damn down. Space jam. You got a real um, damn it? going down. Welcome to the space jam. That shit was my shit. I can't stand you. Um, let's let's tally up how many times I can tell Ruben I can't stand in this episode. <laughs> I think we're on five right now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, it's what it is. I mean, I think I think this generation deserves a Space Jam. We Correct. had ours. Correct. We had ours. So they they can. Have I'm, I'm curious to see how the cartoons look. They're still the regular cartoons. Okay. They didn't. They didn't like do anything crazy. Like they're about to do with the Rugrats, make them look more three D. Um, wild. Yeah, they're like supposed to be doing a reboot or something yeah. like that. Yeah, on Paramount. Um, is that Paramount thing? Know. Which I'm thinking about getting that. But um, I heard to wait because they're about to start releasing some some uh, some new series, and your first month is free. So if you haven't got the Paramount Network platform, whatever, then just wait. Mm. Um, Nicki Minaj makes history as Anaconda. Music video hits 1 billion views. What? Shout out to her. Shout out to her because I'm always showing Cardi love on here. But I'm just saying it took you this long to hit 1 billion. I'm not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's Enrique. Um, Other than that, I don't really have anything else. I mean, I've kind of just been. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Little Nas X. Let's (gasps) talk about Little Nas X. I was waiting for this to talk about it. So, so many things. Uh, First of all, I don't understand how we're not we're still not on to the fact that these artists do these things to literally get clout. Like, publicity stunt. Other than this, when have you ever heard of Little Nas X? We've heard of him, Old, Old Town, Town Road, Road, and that then what? What? Oh, and then he dressed up as Nicki Minaj for Halloween. Did he? I didn't know that. And it was like the biggest thing. But it's like, there's so many things wrong with the way that people are taking this. They, they literally put him up in a church and started like, preaching about how he's releasing devil music and i'm like worldly music to like i'm gonna use it lightly or in in quotes pure christian is christians is literally the devil's music i think when we talked when we had uh kelsey duran on the show she she spoke about that Mm -hmm. like she has people that hit her up like how are you a godly woman but you sing worldly music and she's like well well, i like it there was there was an artist I don't know who I don't know the exact artist that it was but that came out saying like oh you know you don't understand that our kids fell in love with you with Old Town Road let me just make it clear that it is not celebrities' jobs to be role like models it's not anyone's lean. job to be role models for your kids he was talking about sipping lean what the one fuck and two Gosh. two you should not hide your kids from these things you should have conversations with them about this not only fucking that it's amazing to me how people think that by watching this you're gonna become gay oh all those tiktoks when the gay community has been subject to heterosexual content for years and they're still gay me gente no did you see the one uh there's a tiktok that he's like watching little Nas X, and he's like yep yep i love sucking dick now and then he's like wait let me just fix it and he watches megan the stallion he's like I'm back to being straight. <laughs> Yo, dead ass. And it's like, if it was that simple, if it was based off of what you see on TV, like, 
it was draining so to dumb, see. Bro. I mean, I what I loved God. about Little Nas X is the way that he handled it. It wasn't so much where he was aggravated. He just was like literally like clowning everyone suck like, my ass like that ass, like, like y'all are really out here pressed about it while this man is making coin t- mm. off of this he has now the number one song yeah so. that's that's what and it's a pretty it's a pretty decent song i think if it didn't have this video it wouldn't survive but because it had the visual you know as extreme as it was that's yeah, because the reason. song, I don't think the song's a bop. Like, I don't think it's like, it's, it's, it's cute. Put on that little Nas X. And yeah. that's not happening. When have you ever heard that, though? When has that ever been? But with Old Town Road, because it was a bop. Okay. Like, the, like, for kids. Like, the kids would be like, put oh, it on we gonna take my. I, didn't, I wasn't rocking with Old Town Road either. I was not. Every time I came on, I was like, mm, but that's even my that exit. was an issue. Like they didn't want him at the country awards because it's technically not country, and only be- it was just like I don't, I don't get it. I don't. Get but it, it was country music. I, I that, not, not according to the CMAs. The country music awards did not want him there because it wasn't a country song. Well, was, what makes a country song a correct. banjo? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like what makes Not a, a banjo <laughs> i don't get it anyways <clears throat> let's close this section up and head over to our next section which is before we get into all that let's take a break caldero talk Hey, y'all, we are at the part of the show, Caldero Talk, and we are going to dissect and discuss the old time saying of leaving the nest. And this is where... You gotta go, you gotta go, we gotta go right now. <laughs> this is where our conversation is going to be about, you know, us Latinos um, or just people of color in general wanting to travel more, move out of state, and how our parents may have reacted or responded to that decision. Um, and then we're going to dive into maybe some hurtful, guilt-tripping blessings and um, any wishes that may have been thrust upon us um, when we had to endure having that conversation of, you know, wanting to leave. And when we decided to spread our wings to experience life, um, you know, and I think that a lot of the time women are more apt to want to claim that independence so they leave first and i mean we all know within the latin community men are men are kings women are peasants you know we have to tend to clean the house cook this and do that and from what i've seen i'm thankful that i never had to experience that my mom would throw a mop at my brother as quickly as she would pass me the fabuloso like it was that everybody was pulling weight in our house um there was no really gender gender roles um given the fact that my mom had to take on both gender roles raising four kids by herself um so that definitely played a a huge huge part in it um but it's just like when you left at an early age you Mm. was out out how did that go for you since i was out at 15 yeah I left home. Um, I needed to leave home. It was it was rough for me growing up, but I mean, I would I would say when I moved to New York, that's when I really consider myself like leaving, leaving, because mm-hmm. um, I ended up moving back in uh, back home when I was twenty, and then at twenty three, I moved to New York, and that was a that was a pretty intense situation because I left only with seven hundred dollars and literally no place to stay, nothing, no plan, no guidance, no nothing. That's crazy. I could never. And I just stayed at a hostel for the first two nights. Found myself a room for rent, and within my first week, found two jobs and just made it work and lasted six years. Um, but I would recommend it to everyone to leave 
your hometown, especially if you're trying to grow and you want more for yourself, uh, just for a little bit. You know, if you do love your hometown and you want to come back, hometown is always going to be home. You know, even I can go to New York, to L.A., but when I come to Lawrence, I still feel that sense of like, damn, everyone's here. Like my friends are here, like my family's here. I feel comfortable here. Um, But when I leave, that's when I feel a little bit more like depressed and stressed. But I like doing those things because I feel when you challenge yourself in uh, those ways, then that's when you really can really grow and really learn more about yourself as opposed to, you know, staying in the same five blocks that you grew up your whole entire life. Uh, What about you when you moved to Manchester? Um, I I was kind of forced I don't think I've ever had this conversation with y'all. Um, I think you did. Maybe, maybe season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had to move out uh, from my own. I was, what, 24? <clears throat> when I moved out, I had come back. I graduated at 22 from college. Um, so I moved back home. And then I went into AmeriCorps. But I was commuting to Manchester. And then the second year that I did the program, um, I said, fuck it, I'm going to move up there. But... I would not have moved if the circumstances at home hadn't changed. Uh, my older sister actually uh, was going through her own her own you know life experiences, and she moved back in with us, and that was an that was an adjustment. Um, and I realized that for my own sanity and my own um, well being, I could not live with her anymore. So I basically I told I gave my mom an ultimatum. I was like, listen, either she's staying. Here I literally just, I can't, like I couldn't, I couldn't do it with her. It was, my older sister came back with a lot of resentment and it just wasn't healthy. There was a lot of animosity in the house and that was just the energy that she brought. So I had the opportunity to move out. So I told my mom, I was like, listen, either I'm moving out or she's moving out because there's no way that all of us can live in the same house. Right. We're way too different. Um, because and then it's like you know my mom's rules haven't changed like you don't when you go take a shower you don't leave your shit in the fucking bathroom like take pick that shit up and take it to, uh and that i'm telling you she came back with a vengeance like she came back to make hell in that house like i'm i promise you that was her vendetta um so i moved out and my mom the day that I, you know, was packing up the U-Haul, wasn't home, so I didn't have to have that conversation with her. I didn't want to have to see her crying or whatever, but I ended up having to come back home because I had left something. So it, Manchester is like 25, 25, 30 minutes away. So mm-hmm. I wasn't too far, um, but you couldn't just pop up. Right. You had to be like, yo, real quick, you home? Um, so I actually ended up coming back, coming back home to pick up what I left. I don't remember what I left, but my mom was in the kitchen. She was like sobbing. She's like, I can't believe you moved out. And I was like, I can't believe you chose her over me. Like, Period. That's crazy. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, look, listen, it, it forced me to be an adult. You know, I, I had to get out of my comfort zone. I had that's how I learned to pay bills, um, you know, write checks, had to pay rent, um, utilities, all that bullshit. Um, but living in New Hampshire is cheap, so it wasn't anything crazy. And then I had a roommate, so I was probably maybe spending 600 bucks a month Ugh, on my bills, gold, um, splitting, splitting everything down the middle of my roommate. But yeah, my mom was just like, it was like, it was bittersweet, it was, it was. It was definitely a blessing. I want to say it was a blessing because, again, I would not have, I would have been too comfortable at home after college. Like I wouldn't, yeah. I, it wouldn't have, you know, you helped shape yeah. me a little bit. Um, 
but she wasn't against it. She was just sad at the way that it had to happen. As far as guilt tripping, though, like I don't think uh, I think only my grandparents one time guilt tripped me mm. when I uh, was leaving to New York for the second time. And they were like, you know, we're not going to be around forever. And I was like, well, hopefully you'll be here for in six right. years. You'll be here for a while. So <laughs> uh, you good. Uh, and also, I think that when you when you leave, you know what really sucks? Nobody comes to visit you. That shit really eats you up. Like mm. when, you know, like when I leave, I always like envision like people coming out, flying out, visiting, chilling. Because I'm like, yo, there's so many things that you can do outside of your normal life. And now I'm like, Ruben, when are we going back to New York? Yeah, like <laughs> you can do things like and, and and I love that. I love that when I go places, I know how to maneuver through mm. through the city, I, you know, because. When I go places, I don't do touristy things. I like to maneuver like if I live there. So yeah. that way I can learn the real, not just, oh, this is where J-Lo lives. Who the fuck gives a fuck? Bitch is rich. I don't give a damn. Google it. Like, um, what else was there? Um, guilt tripping. Guilt tripping, hurtful. If they said anything hurtful that like kind of forced you out. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think as a teenager, it, it really did force me out because it was like, it was too much responsibility for me. You know, I had... I had to grow up cooking, cleaning, watching my brother. Like, my mom had to work two jobs because she wasn't on welfare. And, like, she couldn't do it on her own. Like, she was on her own, so she had to make sure that she had two jobs. And mm. it became too much for me. I was like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is not what I want to do. And I also grew up with a father putting stuff in my ear from my mom. My mom putting stuff in me from my dad. So that causes a lot of motherfucking confusion. Mm. <laughs> Um, nope. But when I dipped, I dipped. It was, oh, you out, out. I was out. I mean, I mean, the, if you want to get technical, the first time I like left, left was for college. I, I, I was two hours away. I was in Springfield. Um, and I think we, we definitely spoke about this mm-hmm. in, in season one. That's when the reality set in of like, oh, shit, like I'm not in my comfort zone. I, I went to an all white school. Um, I refused to assimilate. So that was difficult. Um and that's when I had my first taste of like what depression is because I wasn't I wasn't on the go anymore. In high school, I was a three sport athlete, so I always was going from one season to another to another. Like this, I just always had something to do. So when I got to college, it was that stillness. I learned to be okay in my solitude, um, and I think that that is a lot of what helped shape my independence. Um, I am back home now. Um, I did. I we moved. both are. Yeah. Right. Um, it's not a, it's not ideal, um, but given it, it is a blessing. Uh, because I, th- I just think it just makes the most sense right yeah, now. Like I if mean, I'm going to live in Massachusetts, I'm living at my mom's house, bro. I'm not paying $2,000 for rent to live in Lawrence. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, I did. So when I moved back, it was I think it was 2017 when I moved back home. And then I moved out again uh the end of 2018 and then i ended up coming right back like six months later because i made a decision based off of temporary feelings um and to accommodate another person and that person and i don't forget to come and pick pick up up your feelings um i've been bumping jasmine sullivan since her album dropped but anyways um that person and i are no longer friends we were roommates uh we're no I mean, we're we're cordial if we end up in the same place together, but that's very far few and in between, very rare. Um, but again, I was trying to accommodate other people and make them happy and comfortable in their life experiences while making myself very angry and uncomfortable within my own. So I had to put my big girl pants on and go home and talk to Sulma and be like, yo, 
can I come back? And she was like, yeah, your room's right there. She said, I don't know why the fuck you left. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, damn. But again, each time I moved out, she never, I didn't get guilt tripped. I think mm. she thought that it was something like, you know what, she, this is something she needs to do. Like, she's stubborn as fuck. She's going to do it anyways. Um, but I think it's interesting to me how we low-key had to not go through the same thing, but in terms of like gender roles in the house, like it was neutral gender mm-hmm. neutral like you had to do all the things like you weren't treated like the you know the prince that oh, yeah. a lot of these men are treated as Only at my dad's house <laughs> at my mom's house it was like nigga you better clean that floor <laughs> you better here's this toothbrush you better get in between um yeah i think that uh to switch gears at least in terms of traveling my mom was like be out the right. house is here. My, I'm gonna be here. Be out. Right. She's my mom. Actually, told me to not move, uh, to not do this move that I got coming up, and to just stay home and just travel every two months. She's like, just travel, like stay here, travel. Um, but I think you know, I'm at an age where it's like it kind of bugs me that I'm living at home because oh, it's it like bugs the shit I want to out of me have my privacy like look at what we have to do we have to get a studio you know as opposed to if we we both each had our own apartments or something we can just pull up to the you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. there's so many extra things that we're doing when we can just have one place and our and that can be our home um so it's things like that that bother me and she doesn't get like she gets it but she's like and i'm like plus if i meet a if i meet a man like mm. oh i live with my mom and so i'm thankful <laughs> so like low-key i'm thankful that as a female that doesn't that doesn't ring an alarm to somebody yeah for you men know? It and does. I, I'm, but i'm also upfront about it from jump like yeah like yeah let's live with my mom i moved back you know like a year and some change ago um and i'm just you know just trying to make it work um so i save money like i mean i'm my savings is i'm very comfortable in my savings um and who knows? Like, I, I don't know if I want to put down roots here. You know, I was looking at buying maybe a condo and I was looking into that and maybe starting that process, um, you know, uh, back in the fall. And then I was like, I don't know if, again, I want to put roots down here. Like, if I buy a house, I'm tied to that house for however long, you know, and I just I want to continue to travel and do and do things like that. Same. And, um you know, I normally this will be the first year that if I don't go anywhere, it's going to be the first year in like five that I haven't traveled anywhere. Um, I love getting stamps on my passport. I love to travel. Um, <laughs> and she asked me, she's like, well, is L.A. going to be your end all be all? And I was like, absolutely not. You know, L.A. is like experience. three, another three to four years. And then from there, like, I would love to move again. Like, I just like to move around. Like, I don't ever want to see myself stuck in one place. Do I want... A house, yes, but bitch, right, not right now. <laughs> like we Gucci, we good over here. No dead ass. So I think I don't know. I I know that it looks different for other people. I I it put definitely a, does, I and definitely, I'm learning that. I'm learning that. I put a post on. Well, my thing is for me is like the the way that my mom flip flops, and this is where I get very angry, and I try not to be resentful. You know, every morning I have my conversation with God, and I'm always like. Give me the patience to deal with this woman that you decided to make my mother, please. Um, Because Lord only knows what he was doing when he was like, here, this is going to be your mama. This all you, ma? Yeah, right. So I, it's, it's that back and forth of like, I don't like listening to her speak to people because she sounds like she's hit. 
when she talks to other people. But then it's like on the inside, I'm like, that's not how the fuck you are at all, ma'am. Like, keep it all the way 100. And she she tells me all the time, my, I'm honest to a fault. So there is a fault in how honest that I am, which means that there that she takes issue with how honest I am. Yo, I don't know. Bitch, you raised me. How the fuck you mad at me about it? You raised me. Yo, you said she put the fear of God in me. She said, just know you're not lying to me. You're lying to God. Okay. And I will repent when the day comes. I'm sorry for all the shit I lied about. Lil Nas X and then there's Nina. Yeah. Down the same pole. <laughs> And then there's Rue like, I can't stand hey. it. Get it, sis. Get it, sis. Bitch, you Go coming down? Go and get it. Go and get it now. Um, but I just, it's, it's that like, so when I hear my mom on the phone with other people, when she's talking to like her sisters, my aunts, and all that fun stuff, she's like, you know, I told my, my girls that, you know, if they needed to stay home, save money, travel, you're young, you have no this, you don't have no that. But then when we get home, it's like, where's my rent money? Where's this? Where's that? I'm like, yo, I am praying, mi gente. I'm putting this in the universe because the tongue is a powerful thing. I am praying that all the money I've given my mother in rent, she put aside in an account for me. I'm praying that that's what she did. So when I want to go buy a house, uh, I want to move out that she like is gonna gift that money back to me because there's no way that every time i give her rent five new packages show up on the doorstep there's (laughs) no way bro i I refuse to believe it i refuse give me the motherfucking bills like that's the shit that's pissing me off i'm like i understand yes i'm 27 years old i have to put weight in the house for sure i understand that shit but the thing is that it looks different in the way that she went about it between me versus my sister's and that's the shit that irks me. And, I, and like, I have yet to let that go because of how different she treats us. And it's just like, she's always telling my sister, like, oh, if you want to come back home, your room is there. You know, you don't have to worry about anything. Que si lo otro. And then me, it's like, when are you moving out? Diablo. <laughs> like, what the fuck is like? Wh- and the thing is, like, yo, I'm telling you, mi gente, like, I think people think I'm kidding when I say, like, I'm dead ass treated like the ugly ball headed stepchild in my family. Like, <laughs> mind you, I'm the no, only no. one that looks closest to my mom's. It's wild. <laughs> um, so, like, the, the, and then you would think that I was like this problematic child, you know, that I was constantly, like, you know, being suspended or doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing. Up until recently, I've done every fucking thing I was told that I needed to do to be successful in this life. And I fucking hated it. I hated it. And that's why I quit my job. I said, fuck that. I don't want to do that anymore. And then I actually overheard my mom having a conversation um, the other day with like an old colleague or whatever. And, you know, they asked like, oh, how are the kids? Whatever. And she was like, oh, my Jerrica's doing this and this and singing all this bitch's praises. And it got to me and I'm standing in the kitchen. I definitely I posted it on Instagram. If you saw it, you saw it. Um, I'm sitting and standing in the kitchen like. What she wants to say about me, yo. I know she wants to say some fucked up shit. She didn't, because if she did, I would have came for that ass. Um, so she was just like, you know, my, my my Nina's, you know, trying to figure out what she wants. She's very confused and blah blah blah. I said, I said, I said, I was confused, sis. No, bitch, I'm thinking very fucking but clear. It's, it's the like. Wh- why do we have to re- why do we have to report that? I just don't like you know. Oh, like, she's like why? Oh, you know, she's doing great. She's doing great. Punto. You know, and it was just like listening to her. And then she like went on this tangent about like, you know, she understands that she is very she's a strong, natural born leader. And if she is not being led accordingly, then she will act accordingly. And I was in the kitchen like, okay, you saved yourself, sis. Bet I might make you breakfast now. Okay. Um, But it's just still like that, like. 
Well, the way like when she talks to me, it's like I'm a little girl, and I'm just like, yo, when in I my feel like, life? But that time will come when you're like, when she knows, like for sure that you're like. But I'm, I'm trying out. to pinpoint like when in my life was there was there ever doubt like that I was not going to have a good head on my shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, and Rick, if you're listening, you know I got mad love for you when it's convenient. Um, and so when it's convenient. you know she. My sister left school. She took a year off from school. My mom was like, oh, that's okay, baby. You know, we're good. My sister wanted to study abroad. How much money do you need? Let's expedite the passport. What I was like, well, I want to go to South Africa. I only have to pay for my plane ticket. My mom didn't even contribute to me doing that. And I'm just like, yo. And it's not. it wasn't even a vacation. Like, I was doing a project. Like, and it's just like little things like that. And like I try to have those conversations with my sister to be like, yo, you don't, do you not see how differently she treats us? If I say, yo, ma, can you order pizza for dinner? She says, no. I call my sister. I'm like, yo, can you tell mommy that I, to order some pizza tonight for dinner? We get the pizza. As long as she places the call. Like it's, and it's just, it's so interesting that like you would like, it's just so interesting, like the difference in how, how we're treated and like when I, when I left versus when I came back versus when my sister left and when, then she, when she came back. It was two different experiences. And, you know, maybe I got to go to therapy. Maybe I should. Um, <laughs> so I can dissect that because I definitely still harbor a lot of anger towards that and I try not to, which is why I'm out of the house more often than I want to be. Trust me, when I'm out the house, I eight times out of ten i don't really want to be out the house but i just know that i don't want to sit and stare at my bedroom wall anymore literally like all you do is drive and i'm like you don't understand if i had an apartment i would then i would be home all all day long but i don't driving is my therapy all i can do is drive all i do is just drive around by myself Mm -hmm. you know so well that was a miss nina nina we're gonna get you some therapy girl yeah we're gonna get, we both we're gonna both go let's sofrito therapy yes new segment okay period but let's close out this caldero talk and head over to our next section which is a reposar hey welcome back this is el Oh, I was this is Reposar. Are you dead ass? Oh my God. We're keeping that clip. Yep. This is Reposar, the part of the show. You know, we, we close everything out. We leave you guys on some high notes. Any, any you know, positive affirmations that you may have? Um, I'm going to keep it real simple this week. And I'm just going to say, do what makes you happy. If it does not. I think that's what you said in the last episode. Did I? Yeah. Fuck, bro. That's <laughs> but just go the, ahead. That's just was, the trip I've been on. I was trust the process for like 30 episodes, so we good. You're not wrong. <laughs> I Yeah, I just just do what makes you happy, yo, because following the, the stereotypical lifestyle of, you know, what's been basically laid out for you is so played the fuck out, bro. Life's going life's gonna to suck. You, you know, you're going to... You need to experience shit in order to, in order for there to be lessons. You can't always play it safe. You know, exactly. I'm going to go with that. You can't always play it safe. Can't always play it safe. <clears throat> I'm going to say, um, when you feel like giving up, don't. Mm. Because that's something that, like, uh, my trainer is putting into my head. Cause that last like, rep. That Yo. last rep. That <laughs> last rep, baby. He's I know. always like, I you know. always give up on the last one. And I'm like, I'm tired. 
He's like, but you got to push through because how are you supposed to get used to it? Yep. And then on my workouts on my own, that's literally where I tell myself, like, yo, if I'm telling myself I'm running to the bench that's down there, then I need to run to that bench that's down there. Yep. And if I want to give up before, I can't. So mm-hmm. I've been practicing that, and I think everybody should. Yes. So, yeah, this was a cute, tiny episode. Sorry for the short episode. Sorry for any technical glitches because um, my laptop is completely full. So it kept pausing throughout the recording. And yeah, you know, technical difficulties, but like, whatever, whatever. It wouldn't be a Sofrito Speaks episode if it wasn't wasn't technical difficulties. My name is Rosales and I'm blasting off. And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.